0: Hey guys, I'm Valerie,
1: and I'm Jasmine, and this is Crafts, Drafts, and Crime. Yes.
0: Um. Today we are going to jump right in, which is everybody's favorite, I'm sure. Um. <laughs> and today our story takes place in Mexico, <laughs> in, in Guanajuato, which is like the like smack in the center of Mexico. <laughs> Because Mexico is like, so in the bottom of the United States, it's um it borders the bottom of the United States, the, also known as the South. And it like curves up <laughs> like a dolphin tail, like how you see that, yeah. like or a whale tail, like in everything that it is. Um, it curves up like that. And so like right in the middle is where Guanajuato is. So do you want to describe to us what that state looks like?
1: Yes, it looks like a bull. can't say that i see that really so like i'm looking at it so like if you turn like if you like so like you gotta look at it from like the left side so like on the left you see like a long piece like a long skinnier piece yeah and then right you see like that short chubby little piece and then on the bottom it sticks out it's like, if you think of, like, a
0: fucked up bull, that's what it would look like. Yeah, I'm, I'm not with you on that, but maybe somebody <laughs> else will be. <laughs> okay. It's <That's> fine. It's <laughs> totally fine. Don't worry. So, today, <laughs> our sources are Unknown Misandry, Prezi, Wikipedia, Guinness World Record, Just Criminal, Serial Killer Calendar, and The New York Times.
1: Serial killer calendar. A serial
0: killer calendar. You heard that That's correctly. What
1: you one. That one sounds pretty cool. It's.
0: I'm not gonna lie. Pretty nifty. we <laughs> am
1: oh, gonna explore that later. Okay. Proceed.
0: So we are in San Francisco del Rincon, which is in Guanajuato, Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> I am aware that I have a terrible Spanish accent, so just bear with me, okay?
1: <laughs> it's okay, you're trying.
0: I am trying. So we are mostly focusing on Delfina, who was born in 1909 and Maria Gonzalez, who was born in 1924. They were born in Alsalta de Yanacatlan, Jalisco. Jalisco? Jalisco. Jalisco. Yes. There we go. See this is why you're here. This is the only thing you're good for. <laughs> right. <laughs> Jalisco. Um, to an incredibly poor family. So their father was very abusive. And he actually worked for the police force. And he shot a man and killed him because of a petty
1: argument. Um, and that's very factual. Um, they are fucking insane down there. The cops run by their own jurisdiction. It's I, like, I know people pro- have probably heard of that. But it's like legit. They legit like if you pay them money, they will leave you the fuck alone.
0: Yeah, I have a friend who was from, um, oh shit, I forget. Never mind. This is this is already a terrible story. Um, I have a friend who's from um, one of the northeastern parts of Mexico, and she was talking about how easy it was to like mug people and hurt people, and police would do nothing.
1: So, um, can I, if I tell, if I tell you a name, would it maybe ring a bell?
0: Okay.
1: How about Matamoros?
0: Matamoros. No. Yeah.
1: You mean of the town? Yeah. Yeah. Matamoros or Tamolipas? No, so the person da- that you said. My dad and you know my his whole family are from Matamoros. So like that's the border town that's there on the US side is Brownsville, Texas. So it's, yeah, that's where he's from. And then, um, the town that I used to live in in Texas, that was another border town. and now that one was more centrally located, like central borderline, and that one was called Vierras negras. Okay. So, yeah it sounds yeah. like a bottle yeah, that's a, yeah.
0: I, that sounds super familiar to me, and I don't know why. I mean, I guess I have a couple friends who are from Mexico, so it could be one of the other ones, but that's really fascinating. Okay. <laughs> so, anyways, um, that will, that's what was going on in their family. And if the girls were in trouble, he would lock them up in the jail to teach them a lesson. Oh. Yeah, which is, like, kind of a cool punishment to be able to give, but also, like, super not cool. I don't know. <laughs> I think be scary. It would probably be horrifying. I mean, theoretically, that would prevent you from doing it again, right? I feel like that's a pretty good lesson. <laughs> Depending on yeah, how long you right. got them in there, which I don't know. And but here's the problem is that when I say like when they were in trouble, I mean, like they were misbehaving by wearing makeup, or like too short of a skirt, or <laughs> like things that are, you know, questionable, but not worth being locked up in jail for.
1: Oh, yeah. The little shit like that. Yeah, definitely. I, I believe it. They're straight.
0: <laughs> well, apparently that was an issue in their family. And their dad had a lot of enemies, which I know is probably not super surprising since he was a cop who would just kill people when he felt like it when they got into an argument. Um, So that's why they ended up moving to San Francisco del Rincon. So when they were a little older, the sisters opened up a bar and they tried to make money because they wanted to escape poverty and they wanted to have a lavish lifestyle for the first time ever. And it helped, but not tremendously. So they bought a bar from a man nicknamed El Poquianti and got their nickname Las Poquiantis, which from my understanding via Google means like sort of a friend of the devil um there's no like direct pronunciation that I can actually find so please if somebody knows what exactly that translates to let me know but my understanding from the little bits and pieces are friend of the devil so they hated this nickname
1: (laughs) I was gonna say so it very well be the reason why you very well can't like find an interpretation like an exact interpretation for it is because it's probably a slang term or a made up word because you know just working with me and um edward and like some of the words that i use versus what he uses aren't the same or like there's words that he'll use that we don't use in our our version of spanish
0: right and edward is a friend of ours
1: yeah, sorry. Yeah, Who's from Ecuador. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and um, this is why we need Mexican listeners.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Help us. I can. I mean, I, I guess I can ask somebody. I know a couple people, but like, it just. I don't know. I don't know what that slang translates to. Anyways, they began to bribe officers who would come into the bar with sex. Oh. Yeah. So they were in rural areas of Jalisco. And the surrounding areas, and they would look for pretty young girls to offer them jobs as maids or waitresses, and they were also posting help wanted ads around these areas. So their other two sisters, Carmen and Maria Luisa, who was nicknamed Ava the Leggy One, <laughs> don't know, just telling you facts. Um, they began helping out at the bar also, and so did Delphina's lover, um, Herman Gildo Zuniga. But Herman Gildo wasn't pouring drinks or sweeping the floors. He was actually helping out by kidnapping young girls to come work for them. Oh, man. So this is when things are going to start getting rough. So the sisters would force feed girls who came to the bar to work cocaine or heroin. And they had an initiation process, which included being raped, intimidated, and receiving an ice shower. So Delphina's son, Ramon Torres, intimidated them and he would prevent them from going outside. So they were trapped in this dark bar at all times. And if a girl was a virgin, they would be saved for a
1: top dollar paying customer. So I feel like I've heard this before and like, and I don't know exactly where like a a, different case obviously where they sit there and feed them the drugs that way they become dependent on them Mm -hmm. and that's really scary that people are that smart to do that
0: that's so fucked up
1: right and then just the whole initiation process and then deciding who gets to be like their star basically right like it's all fucking insane
0: and it's against it's like it's a (laughs) non-consensual
1: right exactly so it's number one thing it's non-consensual right which is a huge issue so like
0: i mean i just i can't even imagine can you imagine being a poor young girl in mexico and somebody tells you hey i have a job for you come to jalisco we can give you you know a job as a waitress okay
1: It's sad because I can't imagine it.
0: But that was a very real thing that happened, especially in this specific area. So I'm also going to give you a trigger alert alert, right here. Trigger alert. Trigger alert. (laughs) I don't know why I cannot say it. Trigger alert right here. Okay. So if a girl were to become pregnant, she would be beaten until she aborted the child.
1: Oh, yeah, you know, I don't rock with that. It's Um, not okay.
0: Um, If a girl were to get sick from malnourishment, because they also didn't feed them properly, or if they contracted an STD, they would be locked in a room, and they would either, A, starve to death, or B, be beaten with logs until they died by the other girls. Uh. Again, against the girl's will. Nobody wanted to beat them with logs. So, in short, if a girl were to come ill, damaged from too much sex, lost their looks, or stopped pleasing customers, they would be killed. And once they were killed, their bodies were either burned or buried in a mass grave. So, this included also customers who came in flashing a lot of cash.
1: Oh, yeah. They don't like um, flashy people.
0: Right. So, they would kill them. And take their cash. So in the late 1950s, Carmen, which was one of the um, helping sisters, not one of the main sisters, died of cancer, which left the other three sisters to run the bar slash brothel themselves. So in 1963, Ramon, which, remember, is Delphina's son, got shot to death in a police argument, which is apparently a theme, (laughs) as we previously discussed. Um, And Delphina's lover found the cop and killed him. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. So after a little over 10 years of this brothel being open in 1964, Catalina Ortega escaped through a small opening in a wall. She went to the police station and she was malnourished. She was abused and she was terrified. So she compared the experience there to being in a concentration camp. So Mm. they had approached a procurus, which is, um, I I actually had to look that up. I wasn't 100% what that meant. That's a female pimp.
1: Oh, oh, I've never heard that fancy term for it. I
0: haven't either. And I felt kind of dumb. So I'm actually kind of glad that you didn't know either. But so they approached her because they were looking for the correct person. Her name was Josefina Gutierrez. And they thought. That she was kidnapping girls. And she actually is the one who implicated the sisters. So the police were like directed to the bar and they went and they raided it. So the problem is, is that when they got there, they didn't just find a brothel filled with non-consenting sex workers. They found the bodies of 11 men, over 80 women, and several fetuses.
1: Oh my God. 80. Eight,
0: zero. That many women. So Delfina and Maria were arrested on January the 14th of 1964. And they actually had to be moved from the jail in San Francisco del Recon to Arapato City Jail because everyone in town wanted them to be lynched. And Delfina actually tried to hang herself with a braid in her hair in the jail, but she didn't succeed. So Ava the Leggy One... (laughs) Um, She was not arrested because she actually wasn't always there and she wasn't there during the raid. So she was terrified of being lynched, though, because of her association and because of people in the town knowing her connection to it. So she actually turned herself in on February the 8th of 1964. So the women were sentenced to 40 years, which was the maximum sentence at the time. Which should be ringing a bell from our Louis Garavito episode about how ridiculously low the maximum sentences are in these countries.
1: Yeah. So on
0: October, I know, on October 17th of 1968, there were workers who were doing repairs inside of the jail. Delfina was like right outside her cell screaming and causing a scene. So one of the workers was really interested and he decided to lean over to look down at her and check it out. But he actually dropped a bucket of cement that he was holding. And it hit her in the head and it killed her immediately.
1: Oh my god.
0: <laughs> yep. And on October 19th of 1984, Ava the Leggy One was found dead in her cell with rats eating her body.
1: Oh shit. That <laughs> makes
0: me happy. Yes. So, Maria, she served 30 years, and then she was released in the late 1990s. And she disappeared after that. And there's a theory that she ran off and married a man that she met in prison, but nobody knows where she is or if she's alive or anything like that.
1: No, I think somebody fucked her shit up, and she did. Uh, I mean, who knows? Only because my the culture that I am from we we, and everything that's going on down there now, like they're really heavy on revenge. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think somebody fucked her shit up and she's somewhere dead.
0: Can't say I'd be disappointed by that. Nah.
1: Well the wreck thing, that's that's some that's some serious shit. I am so I'm sorry.
0: So they are actually in the Guinness World Record book as the, quote, most prolific murder partnership.
1: That is crazy.
0: Yep. And that, unfortunately, is all the information that I have about it. There's no telling of all the victims that they had. There's no way of knowing who all of these women were. But there were over 80 women, 11 men who were flashing too much cash, and God knows how many fetuses.
1: Right, and that is just it's fucking scary. It's horrifying, and yeah. Pathetic, because they're women. Right. I feel like, yeah, like, it's bad no matter if, if if a man does it. But, like, a woman, you're doing this to other fellow women. Where is the feminism? Where is the, like... A fucking female pimp? The
0: f- What? I know. Well, and they it's not like um, in traditional prostitution where there's a pimp, but, like, the woman gets to keep some of the money. Like, it's not like that at all. Like, they were no. just literally abusing these women in, you know, like this prostitution ring where the women were non-consenting and didn't get anything out of it. Like, that's so terrible. I can't imagine anybody doing that to anybody. But especially, like you said, women, one of them had a son, like, (laughs) doing this to young women who did not, I mean, not that anybody deserves it, but they did not deserve it.
1: Right. There's no reason for it. It's so crazy that this
0: was, when, again, the... um The arrest happened in 1964, which was about 55 years ago. Yeah.
1: So, like, it's crazy because it's still like that. Like, it, it's still... So, like, the whole country is still corrupt just like that. So right. When when people sit there and, you know, say what they say about immigrants and stuff, it's because the, the fucking country is like that still. Like, like I said earlier, you can literally pay off the cops to leave you the hell alone. You could, They could literally catch you killing somebody in the act and be like... Here's some money, you didn't see anything, goodbye. Have a nice day. That's horrible. And then we literally turned the other cheek. Like, like I I've been to Mexico. Like I I'm not gonna sit there and say like I like I experienced anything or anything like that. I'm not gonna be dramatic. But like, so I know Guanajuato because I did go there. So I we visited Matamoros, where I said earlier where my dad is from. And um, one of my uncles lived somewhere over there. I don't fucking know. Um, but either way, um, we all went and took like we all went sightseeing and stuff in different um states. I guess in Mexico, so Guanajuato was one of the places, and uh, we went to another place like around there called León. And then um, I'm trying to think of where else we went. I don't remember the other place. But either way, um, this shit is just crazy. I remember, like, my dad telling a story, like, where they had gotten stopped, like, him and my uncle by some cops. And, like, they literally harassed them because my uncle had um, a nicer vehicle. And my dad had like a nice chain on and I think he had on a watch and like he, they were literally harassing them because they thought they were drug dealers and weren't breaking them off a piece of anything (laughs) of the cash that they were making. That's ridiculous. It is. It is. And my dad is from there. Like he was literally like a couple blocks from where he grew up at and and he was being harassed like that. And it's, it's fucking, it's fucking insane out there. Mm. Yeah. Sorry. I went on that tangent, but yeah. No,
0: that's good. I mean, that's just, it's good to know, you know what I mean? That kind of experience that happens there.
1: Yeah. So
0: that's really terrifying. I remember my friend who I think might be from that same area, um, I told her, like, I want to go because she still has family that lives there. And I was like, you know, I want to go and I want to experience that. I'm going to come with you. And she literally was like, no, you're not allowed to come there because somebody will try to kidnap you.
1: Literally. So, like, I, I'm so glad we're, we're traveling to Mexico today. So um, <laughs> when I first went to go visit my grandparents in the other border town um, in Texas when I was younger. I remember we went into Mexico. That was my very first time going to Mexico ever. It was a completely different part of Mexico. It was centralized. They've been there a million times because they lived in that border town for years and years. So um, the first thing my mom and my grandma told us was, "Do not speak English." Mm-hmm. The entire do not talk in English. Do not, if you have something to say, tap one of us and like we'll figure out how to figure out what you want or try to speak Spanish. But even then, like if you're not confident with saying what you need to say, don't say anything at all. So it was a very quiet trip, but um,
0: <laughs> they probably just so, did that because they didn't want to hear you talk. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <right>. <laughs>
1: Because they were, like, legit, like, if somebody hears you speaking in English, they will try to kidnap you. Right. Like, it's it's a real fear, especially the border towns on the Mexico side, because that's where a lot of tourists go to. Right. So, like, I remember they have, like, all these fruit stands, and um, they used to have this little old man who used to... make he used to handcraft bags of leather not like the the shiny leather but like the tan gritty leather, leather. like it was it was legit and he used to get like this um, this kind of like marker that used to burn on the letter like burn whatever he drew on there. so he would like write your name and then he would do any kind of design. Like he, I had a little wallet that he drew a Tweety Bird on. That's and cool. I, my sister had, I want to say she had maybe Sylvester or something, the cat maybe, or and then I think a couple of years I went back and I got something with Dora on it, some shit like that. But either way, like, and then so like, there's that part, and then we started like going further into Mexico, and we explored. And it's so different. It's so different. Like, that's why when I tell people when they go to Mexico, like, if you want to truly see Mexico, you need to go a couple miles into the town that you're in. It might be a little scary, but it's worth it. So you can see how people truly live in Mexico. There's literally houses, like, collapsed that are being held up by tarps and just random sheets of like tin or aluminum and it's just like eye opening but yeah
0: yeah that makes sense based off of what my other friends have told me also
1: it's such
0: a weird privilege that we don't realize we have to have like solid roofs like over our head and Just different things like that. That's really crazy to think about. Like, I mean, as dangerous as it can be walking on our streets here, like, at least I'm not that white girl walking around in the middle of Mexico. I mean, I've been to Mexico, but I've not been to, like, you know, legit Mexico.
1: (laughs) No, definitely. And legit. now, with everything with the cartels, if they were to see you walking, to them, you look like you have money you're white and you're a female. So they know that they can sit there and hold you for ransom, and they're going to, they're assuming they're going to get money from you. And if, even if they do, they're going to kill you either way. And it's a, it's a harsh reality, but that's what's going to happen. I remember, um, seeing like they, people, so like we had friends back in Florida who their family lived in Mexico at the time. They met in Mexico. They print, literal um magazines dedicated to the cartel and their killings because what they used to do was they would go and kill people and just throw random body parts all along the sides of the roads just regular roads not highways roads and communities Mm. this shit is crazy i can't even imagine (laughs) it's fucking crazy i'm sorry but it's just it's insane So, I think the
0: moral of the story is, um, don't trust Help Wanted ads and don't take a job in Mexico.
1: Yeah, how about don't go to Mexico, um, unless you're, like, doing the touristy thing. Don't explore right now. It's not a good time.
0: (laughs) Um, Right. That's why I don't get, too. Like, people always say, like, when people travel, I mean, especially because I've traveled so much, people always like to tell me, like... First of all, people like to tell me how to travel. And right. <laughs> I would like to say that the only wrong way to travel is to only talk about it and not do it. There's nothing yep. wrong with taking tours, there's nothing wrong with going to popular places, and there's nothing wrong with not seeing a single like touristy thing when you're in a place. Like any way that makes you satisfied is what you should do. I truly right. believe that. But, you know, people always say to me like oh well make sure you don't do all the touristy stuff make sure you really get into the culture it's like well some places that's not safe yeah
1: yeah yeah.
0: like I'm not gonna go walk around in Mexico and try to make friends with random people on the street I'm just not like (laughs) (laughs) I'm a white girl
1: what antoine did when he went on a on a cruise to mexico he's like yeah i um we were in the tourist part where they let us walk to and then we seen some guys and then we started talking and then they told us we had they um had some other stuff that they were selling and we went we followed them he's like yeah it was pretty fucking sketchy we probably shouldn't have done that right
0: Right and people do stuff like that all the time And sometimes it feels so natural And other times you realize how fucking stupid you are
1: Yeah So
0: yeah Don't follow people
1: No definitely do your own thing (laughs) Um, But yeah You know Maybe not right now
0: (laughs) Yeah you know anywhere that you go Especially if it's gonna be to a Like middle of nowhere State in Mexico, right. like be super careful.
1: Let's just let's just leave it on this. If you know for a fact that the country is corrupt in itself, if the military means jack shit to anybody there, the fucking president is a joke. Then you might not want to go there right now.
0: So, America? No I'm kidding.
1: <laughs> <laughs> true. 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 Okay, I like that. That was a good one. <laughs> just, like, yeah,
0: don't come yeah. anywhere near North America.
1: Be <laughs> yeah. away for a couple more years. Well, you know, for a couple
0: uh, more It's fine. <laughs> this is fine.
1: <laughs> yeah. Why don't we just pack our shit and leave? Let's just fucking go to not Mexico, but let's go, like, to Japan or something.
0: I mean, I actually, um, I'll just let everybody know this and I guess then after that we can stop talking. The case is over so if you're like not into our banter, you can stop listening. But um, when I was leaving Germany, I actually was looking at jobs picking grapes in Marlborough, New Zealand and I wanted to go live there for a year because there's so many like wonderful places to hike there. It's like straight mountains and water, which I'm all about and um, I considered that and I was going to go there for a year, but the problem was is that If I went there, I'd have to work, which would prevent me from doing all the hiking that I want. And why go there and not be able to do everything that I want to do? That's true. So I ended up just deciding to move back to the U.S. But, like, that was my, like, I was very much, I was very flighty when I was that young. I was like, (laughs) fuck it, I'll just move to New Zealand. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm moving in two months, but I don't know where. (laughs) I mean, you know, when you're young, it's really easy to you know find opportunities where they don't exist like you know I didn't like I had to put myself out there and you know apply for jobs and look into how to get a visa and do all that stuff and it's not like a like a super privileged thing it's like no I had to sacrifice a lot like people always think that too with like Germany like oh you know you must have been you know just like traveling all the time and it must have been like a breeze and you probably loved it and it's like yes I did love it but I sacrificed so much (laughs) and I had to move away from my family and I had to, you know, like I mean, I mean, I just, I went to nothing and like, it's great and all, but it's very romanticized and I just want to, you know, bring it back down to earth that first of all, you have no idea where you are. (laughs) You don't know what's safe, you know, unless you're fluent in the language already, which I was not like, it's not always easy. It sounds so great, and then you do it, and then, like me, you end up sleeping on a mattress on the floor for eight months. <laughs> and you don't yeah, use the heat in no. house, because you can't afford it. Like,
1: <laughs> Yeah, no, I can't.
0: It's, I can't yeah. So, it's just, sorry, that was just a little rant, because it's something that irritates me, because people always make comments like that to me, and I'm like, now, hold on a second. You want to hear about what it's like, I'll fucking tell you, because it was not Rainbows and Butterflies.
1: <laughs> But, you no, know, definitely everybody needs to hear, like, bring the reality check.
0: Exactly. And I, I mean, it was 100% worth it. And it's the same thing with everything that we talk about. But the point of all of this is do not go walking alone in Mexico.
1: No, Period. do not. Do not dress fancy. I was going to say drance. <laughs> Don't <laughs> drance. Don't drance, fancy. And uh, how about just stay where you're at right now? (laughs) Yeah,
0: exactly. Stay where you're at. Stay alive. Don't (laughs) drance. New word. (laughs) And don't, you know, respect that you don't understand everybody's experiences in life.
1: Exactly.
0: Yeah. That got real serious.
1: It did. I liked it, though. Okay.
0: Well, I hope everybody else did. If not, whatever. We told you the episode was over and you were free to leave,
1: so. Yes, we're going to try to be a little more serious, but, you know, I, don't, I like it, but I don't like it.
0: I mean, we can rotate. It's fine. We don't have to be in this sort of way. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Um. Yeah, that's all. Bye! Bye.